Welcome to the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. My name is Chris Hume, the managing editor of the Lancaster Patriot. I'm joined today by Joel Saint, pastor of Independence Reformed Bible Church. Joel, thanks for joining me today. Glad to. Uh, today we'll be talking about a story here in Lancaster County about Reuben King and selling guns and the charges being brought against him for doing so. But first, our episode today is brought to you by Park Hill Jewelry. Park Hill Jewelry is located right here in Ephrata in Lancaster County. Uh, they specialize in custom-made designs to meet all your jewelry needs. For over 30 years, Park Hill Jewelry has been one of the most trusted names in jewelry in central Pennsylvania. Bridal sets, engagement rings, pendants, wedding bands, you name it, they have it or they can get it for you. So, man, Park Hill has the rings for you, so go find yourself a wife and get married and start making some babies to repopulate our nation. All right, Joel, I think you're having an event coming up, speaking of population, on uh, Are We Overpopulated? We do indeed. Um, this coming uh, Thursday, we have a, um, an event, uh, Overpopulation, and what does the Bible say about overpopulation? And are we overpopulated, or frankly, are we underpopulated? Bearville Fire Company at 6.30, I believe. I don't have that information in front of me. I, I should. think it's 7. We'll put, I think it's actually 7. We'll put it in, the, it in the link yeah. here. Yeah, but the Bible has a lot to say about population. A lot to say about population, and you certainly have done your part. I think you're expecting how many grandchildren now in addition to, what do you have, 17? We have. Currently outside of the womb. And, yeah, we have we have 22 that are, that are here with us. Okay. And uh, expecting four more, which okay. we're excited about. Awesome. So certainly doing your part. More babies leads to more men and women, leads to more marriages and more rings. So go to Park Hill Jewelry, get your rings and more production and service in society as well. Absolutely. Which I'm sure you'll talk about in, at your event on Wednesday, the we blessing of, of a population. Now, I'm not a big jewelry guy, but I've actually purchased a couple things from Park Hill. They have a great selection, great prices. So go over to Park Hill Jewelry. Let Bernie know that the Lancaster Patriots sent you. Uh, check them out, 5 West Main Street in Ephrata, or go to parkhilljewelry.com. Again, Park Hill Jewelry in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. All right, our story today, Joel, Joel is uh, about Reuben King. Let me just kind of lay the groundwork here. This is from the Lancaster Patriots' Michael Yoder, uh, and he reports that Reuben King of Gordonville was charged in June for allegedly selling firearms from October of 2019 until January of 2022 without a proper license. Okay, so there, there's the issue. Agents from... The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, uh, and Firearms and Explosives, so ATF, raided his farm uh, in January of 2022, confiscating about 600 guns, including rifles and shotguns of various calibers, according to court documents. Now, King told media outlets uh, last year, apparently, that he sold his long guns mostly uh, to the Amish for hunting from his private collection, and selling guns was not his main business. Instead, he works primarily as a dairy farmer, which becomes important in this case because of all the legalese and the issues here, which we'll talk about a little bit. There's a document from the ATF that says a person uh, will need a license if you repetitively buy and sell firearms with the principal motive of making a profit. All right, and there were some other changes to the language in there, but it's, it's a vague thing. So here, here's the judge's opinion on, uh, I guess, Reuben King's attorney said, can we get this case dismissed? Like, let's just drop the charges. Here's our arguments. Uh, and, and the judge said, no, we're not dismissing this case. Uh, you've sold all these weapons without a license. And the judge said this. He said, even though there is not a bright line rule for how many firearm transactions it takes to trigger that need for a license, the need for a license, King's alleged conduct clearly trips that trigger because it goes well beyond the occasional buying and selling that occurs with maintaining a personal collection 
or for pursuing a hobby. The judge said in his opinion that King may of course present evidence to a jury that his conduct did not require a license under the act, but neither the vagueness doctrine nor the rule of, le of leniency uh, is grounds for dismissing the indictment in this case. Okay, so that kind of sets the framework. My first question, Joel, is if there's not a, a line for, if there's not a clear line for how many guns you're allowed to sell without a license, how can the judge say that he clearly trips that line if it's not identifiable? Yeah, I, I couldn't help but that just jumped out of me when you said that. There's not a clear line, but we know he's crossed it. How? Right. I, I don't know. This is a nut, so this is one of the problems <laughs> of which I want to talk about this case in, in general in man-made law. Right? It's, it's not based on a transcendent standard or equity, which we can only find in God's law word. It's some, some transcendent standard. So we're left with these various opinions and vag vagaries. Like, like, oh, well, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure you know, how much you're allowed to sell. Uh, the law is not clear on that, but you definitely sold too much here. Right? So, Joel, what are your initial thoughts? I know you've read this story on, on what's happening here. And, and the federal government and the state government, quite frankly, we'll talk a little bit about here, um, spending their time focusing on an Amish farmer sell selling guns. Sure. Yeah, and... and Michael Yoder did a good job in, with background in this article, pointing out that we had some Federal Firearms Act back in 1938 and then further 1968, whatever, whatever those dates are. What is very discouraging to me about this is that his lawyer, and if you read the article, his lawyer has, appears to have done a pretty thorough job here in trying to defend him. What is, what, what is disheartening, frankly, is that you have to defend yourself based on these acts. Right. Um, and those acts are clearly unconstitutional, especially here in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, we have a very strong uh, case for the ownership of firearms, ba basically saying the right of, of firearm ownership in Pennsylvania, in the Commonwealth, shall not, or actually right to keep and bear arms, excuse me, mm -hmm. shall not be questioned. And then we, it's, there's no even elaboration. So I don't, I don't care. I, I have no worry that Reuben King, if he owns 600 firearms or 6,000 mm -hmm. firearms, uh, whether or not he sells them for a profit or whether, whether he wants to like collect them for fun mm -hmm. or put them in a glass case, shall not be questioned. What, what about shall not question are we arguing about here? But since the courts have compromised our constitutions, both the U.S. and, and the state constitution, now we have to argue within these various... Um, codes, I don't want to call them laws, because there's one lawgiver, mm -hmm. uh, but codes, I'll say, that they've passed, and now he has to defend himself within the uh, strict parameters of these codes. Is, is, he, is he making a profit? Right. And then our funny line here, how many guns? Have, oh, we, we, we don't know. Well, what would clarify? Now we got, fog, like you said, there's fog all over the place here. I, I, I know how to lift the fog. Go back to the Constitution of both and, and, and I'm not even talking about the Bible yet. I'll talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. But go back to the Constitution, both the federal and the state, and the fog lifts. You know, if he owns, what if, what if, I don't know, I mean, I don't know who owns podcasts, but what if somebody, in the First Amendment, protects free, freedom of speech, right? Mm -hmm. What if somebody owned 100 podcasts, right. right? Should we pass legislation that you're only allowed to own so many podcasts? Mm -hmm. Or newspapers, Right, right, or TV, um, or, or, or TV news outlets, or whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, is it t dangerous if someone owns too many? Well, then what? We, it'd be ridiculous to 
regulate that. You're not allowed to own something. Why should we do that with firearms? Right. Yeah, and that's one of, I think, his lawyer's arguments was that the Second Amendment in, this, in the federal, and also, of course, the Pennsylvania Constitution, not even question the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, his argument, uh, King's argument, is that the buying and selling of firearms is, is protected because how do you get these weapons if you don't buy and sell them? And the judge said, oh, that's, that's unpersuasive um, because that's not what the, the uh, amendment is about. But I, mean, I think it's a valid point. How, how do you uh, get, get weapons for self-defense if you don't buy? And then the whole idea of the hobby, I mean, again, this is where we just have so much fog and, and vagueness. Who, who is the judge to, with, with no, no clarity here because you've abandoned the clarity, first of all, of biblical law, and then you had a clear right in the Constitution, you've abandoned that, and you say, well, now we have to determine what, how many guns is a hobby. I mean, I know people that have hobbies, and they collect a lot of things. Right? People say, oh, well, but he was selling, and, he, and, and then you get into this whole thing of when, when these agents come in. I want to talk about that, too. So the, the ATF agents, and apparently Pennsylvania State Troopers as well, which I want to get into that later, but they're, they're coming. Uh, they did some sting operations undercover and purchasing weapons, and then they get him to sign something saying, okay, he's not going to do this anymore. And the same sort of thing happened in the Amos Miller case. The federal agents come in. They get you to sign something, which to me is, is very suspicious because if we're dealing here with, here, here's, a, here's a plain law as it should be, and it's either evil uh, or it's not, and if it's not, there should be no law against it, which is a problem here. But why then do we need further paperwork here? And, and that's what happens. All this legalese, this uh, litigatious society, they come in and say, well, he signed this, he signed it, and then apparently he sold weapons again. So, <clears throat> all, you know, who's, who's, who's here making the judgment that, you know, what is a hobby and what isn't, and if you're pursuing a hobby and you're able to sell, th that could be part of his process of amassing more guns and selling them. So all that, to say, I mean, those are, I think, secondary issues here because the main issue is, was this, is, is what Reuben King is doing, <clears throat> is it evil, right? That, that's the question. <clears throat> is this an evil act that Reuben King is <clears throat> partaking in? So, yeah, any comment on that, Joel? Yeah, yeah and, and, if, and if it was evil, how would we know? Right. And because it's a violation of some statute somewhere, um, I, I have no idea, I mean, the amount of statutes that are being passed every day. And even, um, e even recently, I don't know if you saw this or not, Chris, um, this, this issue that was going on over whether or not, the, at, at the federal level, whether Mike McCarthy is going to be um, uh, speaker or no, not, Kevin right? McCarthy. Uh, what's Kevin McCarthy, not Mike McCarthy, Ken McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, right? Yeah. And apparently there were these deals going back and forth between the holdout Republicans, right? And as I understood it, one of the deals was that they, before they pass any legislation, they should get like three days to read it. It's like, how are we, <laughs> we, we, we got to make a special deal to be able to re read the re legislation that we're passing? Right. So if the people passing the legislation don't read it, which they don't. Right. We, we know this. Yeah, well, I, I was thinking the, om the omnibus bill, I mean, 4,000 pages. Yeah. I, I think, you know, more text than, than the Bible. Yeah. Like, and, and that's passed. I think we need like a, a omnibus yearly reading plan. Yeah. Where you can read a little passage each day, maybe a devotional. Yeah, and, then, and then maybe in a year, then, then the days they could vote on that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, not, and not before. Right. Um, my word. But anyway, uh, so, so they don't read what they're passing. But we're allowed to entrap somebody, and I'm, I'm using that word on purpose, by getting him to sign something, which is already his right. It is his, his right to keep and bear. That sounds like buying and selling to me. Keep and bear. Right. 
And to your point earlier, uh, the neighbor—if his neighbor wants to buy a gun from him, why not? Mm-hmm. And if he wants to make it easy for his neighbor to buy a gun from him, like for example, um, I want to buy a gun from somebody. Okay, I want to go to somebody with a, with a, a lot of different. Uh, Options for me, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be serve me a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. I want to protect my my family, myself. I want I want options for that. Oh, I you want to go hunting? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't want to go black powder hunting. I know black powder hunters. <laughs> I'm not going to be one of them. I need a different type of a of a gun. So it, it. But again, isn't this wonderful? Now we get to weave our way through all the legalese in spite of clear statements from the Second Amendment and from the Pennsylvania Constitution. Yeah. Now, now this is similar to, to Amos Miller in a sense because as we looked at this from a biblical perspective, which is what yes. we need to do for all these things, is when we're talking about the civil government, uh, we may have some different agreements uh, within uh, Christendom, but clearly their role is to punish evil, not, okay. to, not to punish non-evil acts. Right. And, right. and, and with Amos Miller, it was the case of He's not following regulations to do something that the government even says is not evil. Right. right? So he, the right. government doesn't. The government didn't say to Amos Miller, "You can't sell meat," which eventually it might come to that. They said, "You can't do it that way. You mm-hmm. have to do it our way." And in the same case here, it, it, as I understand, it's not that Reuben King was was selling illegal weapons, which we, would still be another topic to talk about. But it, it was simply that he's selling them in a way that the government hasn't allowed. So this is an example of the government punishing someone, not for an evil act, but for doing something that even they will admit is fine if you follow our rules. So this is what happens when you abandon theonomy, when you abandon God's law what, what sh- for directing civil society. Once you grant the civil government the right to make new laws, right, and all, any laws, yes. and I know you mentioned, well, these, you know, these are code, but in the end of the day, a lot of stuff, okay, oh, the legislators voted on, on this act or whatever. They call it a law and they claim to be lawmakers. Um, and once you give the civil government the right to make new laws uh, ad infinite, you know, t- t- to no end, which, by the way, is the central, and I believe Locke called it the supreme power in society. And this is one of the issues with... It's quite a term, supreme yeah, power. With e- I was reading that last night, actually. I was reading one of Locke's uh, you know, uh, issue, um, articles on government, on the purpose of government, the role of government. And we, we see here, even in our founding, an, a... a straying away from God as the lawgiver and, and locks, you know, the Supreme. But once you give the civil government the right and, and say, well, look, you can make any law you want. This is a supreme power to create these laws. Uh, there is no end to the writing of new oppression, right? And this is an example of that with the Amos Miller and now with Reuben King. This is an example of, okay, we're going to have more and more, more and more laws, more and more mandate, man-made mandates uh, with no standard. Not even a standard of, this is something that's evil, and we're going to go above and beyond what Scripture authorizes us to do, which is, is one thing. But now you say, well, this is, we don't even say this is evil, but we're going to punish you for not doing it our way. And th- this is what gets me really you know, ticked off about, I don't know why, especially this story that we have our supposed you know, conservative legislators, and what, what are they doing, right? You know, there's bills on, there's a recent bill on, on military decorations going to you know, foreign people that are working with, with, with us in here in America, another one, grants for high school firefighter programs. Like, no one is actually dealing with the issue of, of the tyranny of man-made legislation. They just go in there and they keep creating more and more laws because that's what they do. And, and this is the result of it. And this, this is what re- really bothers me is that we have a case like this where we have someone here in the county 
who is, you know, being tyrannized, uh, terrorized, and the tyranny is coming down on him by the federal agents because he's going against some man-made law. And our legislators there, and I mean, I haven't heard him speak out about that. Of course, they're going to say, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Well, at least you can speak out about it. Yeah, use your, in, instead, yeah. Of, instead of passing new laws mm-hmm. on military decorations and, and high school firefighter grant programs. I don't know, any comment on that? Yeah, well, I want to go back to, to your question, which you asked, and I, I never really addressed, is it evil? So now we, we have to come up with a definition of evil, which isn't hard to do at all. We have the scriptures. It's not... Um, it's apparently, as, as you mentioned, uh, shorter, the entire Bible shorter than one omnibus bill, apparently. <laughs> Forget about all the rest of the stuff they're passing, both in Harrisburg and in, in, in Washington, D.C. Is it evil and how do we know? Well, we have a book that tells us what is unacceptable socially and politically. And murder is one of the things that is unacceptable. Now, owning a firearm is not there uh, in the list. Right. Owning a spear or a sword is not in that It could be. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew what spears and swords were right. back back then. There could have, We could have legislation. You know, and the Lord said to Moses, speaking of the children of Israel, that no man may own anything longer than a two-inch dagger right. or whatever because we want to keep everybody safe. We have nothing like that. Right. And I want, to, I, I want to address this. I was going to wait till later, but um, in 1 Samuel, the um, children of Israel are under oppression um, by the Philistines. And um, we have a gun control uh, legislation being introduced by the oppressive Philistines over the children of Israel. Mm. And it is gun control legislation enacted in order to keep the children of Israel in subjection. Here it is. Saul, Jonathan's son, and the people present with them remained in Gibeah of Benjamin, but the Philistines encamped at Mishmash. Then raiders came out of the camp of the Philistines in three companies. One company turned on the road, and we only need to know where that, where they were going. But they're raiding the children of Israel, right? And so they're subject to people that are stronger than they are, and they have weapons that the children of Israel don't. Now, let's see how that happens. Now, there was no blacksmith to be found throughout all the land of Israel. For the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make swords or spears. Mm. Sounds like gun control to me. Only this is blacksmith control back then. Right. You know, you're not allowed a blacksmith. Why not? Because you'll make a. You will have a means to defend yourself. All right. Well, and maybe. Oh no, we don't question your right to to keep and bear the swords and the spears, but you can't buy, trade, and sell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That, yeah. that would be the the yeah, judges the yeah. judges conclusion. Yeah, you you can own them. Right. So everybody has to be their own little blacksmith. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I was just yesterday with a man who has does blacksmithing for a hobby, right? And he uh, he did something pretty cool. He had a huge wrench, right? And he uh, forged that into a knife, okay. right? Which is kind of cool. Did he get cool the government's man. permission? Yeah, and I'm thinking well, maybe he needs. You know, shouldn't we regulate him now? Mm-hmm. Uh, because he he did that in his own you know now he's have we turned him into like a, a, da- a potential dangerous criminal mm-hmm. because it, this, this former wrench is now a knife apparently that's what we're being told here right yeah and I don't want to spend too much time though it will be a worthwhile discussion I mean many have had it on, on this erroneous notion that you know it's the weapon itself that, right. that causes the problem we don't need to necessarily get into that today maybe another time it's it, the issue in our culture is not that we have guns. The issue is that people uh, in the culture that have abandoned God's law and the breakdown of the family, uh, which is being endorsed by, by the government, and then they see all the problems and they blame 
they blame guns. But I want to talk more here on the practical level, Joel, uh, on these, these ATF agents and, and Pennsylvania state troopers, because apparently uh, there were Pennsylvania state troopers that went in undercover uh, to, to buy weapons, so essentially kind of like a sting operation. Hey, we're going to come in and do something that we say as the government is, is illegal, and we're going to partake in it uh, to catch you. Uh, and so the ATF agents and I think a couple Pennsylvania state Police troopers did that as well. So I want to talk about on the practical level here, and this to me demonstrates once again why we need a reformation of the hearts and minds of the people uh, in this nation, in this state, and in this county. I mean, because yes, we we're right to point out the the folly and the the audacity of these lawmakers to create endless laws contrary to God's law, and then uh, use that to. Uh, oppress the people, but as long as we have people that are, are willing to work for the ATF and the PS, you know, Pennsylvania State Police, and then follow these ungodly directives, we're not going to see change. Right? I mean, that's where we need, at the very lowest level, you know, nullification. And if we had people that were willing to say, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go on Amos Miller's farm because he's selling meat that the government doesn't approve of. I'm not going to, you know, go to, to pose as an undercover buyer uh, to try to get Reuben King, you know, arrested and potentially put in jail. I won't do it. That, 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 we need to have that nullification, that sort of character. Uh, that takes us to the crux of the matter. You know, when do we say is enough, is enough as a people? And I'm not even talking here about, you know, active resistance to the government, which is another discussion. I'm simply saying we need men who have enough balls to say, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm, this is my job, but I will not do something that is wicked. And, uh, you know, we have sheriff's deputies that will, you know, handcuff a man for not wearing a mask in the courthouse, right? Well, the judge gave the order. You know, I can't, I can't do anything. Well, there's the doctrine of nullification, right? That as much as, you know, people today say, oh, well, that's just some bogus idea that you decide what, what laws you follow. Just look at human history. That's always the case. And of course, even, even down at the most visceral level, of course it's the case. I mean, you're the one that decides, are you going to follow this law or not? and face the consequences, but if it's an un, you know, and those aren't even laws, those are just directives. So we have, you know, we have sheriff deputies who do that. We, if, we, if, we have, if we have people that will enforce these, the COVID vax or mask mandates, you know, and people that will go into Amos Miller's farm and raid his farm, you know, any ATF agent or PA, you know, Pennsylvania State Police trooper who's going to harass someone for selling guns, I mean, that's, I think, a, part, a big, I mean, the heart of the problem. And that's why this you know, I know every, a lot of what you try to do, Joel, is try to reach people, you know, at, at that grassroots level. Here's what the Bible teaches. We need to be obedient to Christ first. And if we have man-made law or man-made directives that go against God's word, don't do it. But we've become so, you know, ingrained in this, this status culture. And you know, a lot of these guys, you know, from one sense, oh, they're probably just good guys. They're probably just trying to earn their paycheck put food on the table. But at what point, you know, you have to say, well, especially if you're claiming to follow Christ, I, I, I'm willing to pay a price for obedience. And that just jumped out to me. That it really bothered me that we have, you know, taxpayer money, which of course is another issue we talked about going to these ATF agents, Pennsylvania State Troopers, and, and this is what they're doing. This is how they're spending their time, you know, prosecuting Amos Miller for selling meat and conducting sting operations on an Amish farmer for selling rifles and shotguns. Uh, just it really bothers me, that, and I think yeah. that that's the heart of the issue here in our society. Yeah, yeah. In, in a free society, 
which we, uh, you know, had at one point had something a lot closer uh, to a free society than what we have now, you are punished for harm that you do. Mm-hmm. And that way you're free to, to do an awful lot of things that aren't bringing harm to your neighbor as defined in the word of the law, word of God. Uh, that's changed now. Um, now it's become bureaucratized. We say you have to do this. You turn left here, turn right there, wear purple on this date or whatever. All the and Oh, and if you don't do it, gotcha. And you can't tell me that there aren't all kinds of foolishness like that being passed in these huge bills. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said that they're, you know, they're not really laws. They're, they're, they're giant uh, loopholes, meaning you, you know, you, there are laws passed to punish pe- the people you don't like, right. but loopholes allow for the people that you do, the people that pay you money to get you reelected and, and so forth. And it seems to me that if, starting in the church, uh, Chris, starting in the church, we have to understand that the Bible does speak to this issue right here. If it doesn't, then my opinion is, and yours and whoever's, they're, just as, well, they're all equal right. on either side. But does the Bible speak to this, this issue? And the, God's Word clearly discusses harm to your neighbor. For example, an ox. An ox that's known to gore, right? It's not illegal to own an ox, but it is illegal to own a, an ox that gores people. You need to put that ox to death. Mm-hmm. Notice we have to have the harm first. Right. It's not illegal to own the ox. There's nothing wrong with the ox itself. But if it gores, then you've got to do something about it. Again, that is, uh, that, that, I, I go to that ox goring thing because that, it, to me, is a picture. It's, it's a microcosm of how God in his word set things up. Now, I don't know, Chris, uh, when's the last time you've heard a, heard a sermon on what the Bible actually has to say about uh, gun control. I don't think I've preached one myself recently. But we, first of all, before, before we can even discuss this issue, it seems to me, we have to understand that the Word of God addresses it. Right. Yeah, and that's, we're certainly lack, lacking that. And we have instead uh, a society where we have endless, endless laws being created. Now, you know, one of the things... Speak, I mentioned, you know, the sheriff's department. And when we talk about borders, right, this is just one thing that everybody's focused on the borders of our nation and, and all the allegedly evil people that might come in. And, and I'm, I'm sure there are some, as there are plenty of evil people living here now. But what about government officials, you know, terrorizing farmers for selling meat and for selling guns? You know, where is our sheriff at protecting the border of Lancaster County, Right. Uh, where, where's the opposition to these agents of tyranny coming into our, our county and bringing charges? I and mean, what harm is Reuben King doing? What harm is Amos Miller doing? There is none. And so at the very least, speaking against it, like, you know, nothing from the sheriff in, the, in these instances, nothing. You know, he's probably just sitting in his office, you know, because, again, well, this, you know, this is my job. It's not my responsibility. But this is our county, and, and so... You know, this is, to me, a, a very clear case of how far we have, we have come from uh, an understanding of, of biblical uh, justice, right? And that's what's so beautiful about God's law, which I love you talk about all the time. You teach on it. I mean, it's clear and simple. And here's, here's the law, you know, don't, thou shalt not murder. Here are the case laws, the application of that. And it's a simple principle that you, you just need people who will be wise and righteous to apply it. But what we have, to your point, is pages and pages and pages and pages of loopholes that now it's no longer a matter of justice. It's a matter of 
loopholes. I mean, that's very key here because this is not an issue of justice. The judge doesn't care. Uh, it's not about righteousness. He, he, he couldn't care less. I mean, all, all this is is, Reuben King, you didn't follow our loopholes. Right. Yeah. And, and please, please show harm from what he's done. Right. And you know what? They can't. They would have by now. And, and the whole thing of guns, <coughs> I don't want to get to this too much, but the whole thing with guns, I mean, 600 guns is certainly nothing compared to a big gun manufacturer. Of course, the liberals would want to shut all those down as well. But the point is, and they're, they're, they're wrong, it's wrong-headed to blame the, the manufacturer for a crime committed. I mean, let's, let's blame all, you know, Ford for everybody who, who drives drunk now. I mean, they're yeah. using, they're using that, their car. So, but, you know, the idea here is, you know, he, he has committed no, no, no wrong. Even if someone ha- had used his gun, it was not him that committed evil. So, there, yeah, the judge here is not interested in righteousness, not interested in justice, not interested in, in, in you know, the equity of, of what is right and wrong. All, he, all he's focused on is these man-made laws, man-made written oppression, and, uh, you know, let's see if we can get this guy locked up. Now, that might not be the judge's motive, I don't know, but there are certainly, you know, the people that prosecute. I mean, I think it was, uh, I think it was Bill McSwain uh, who was involved in the Amos Miller thing, a, a Republican, you know, who was running for the governor, lieutenant governor, and these are the people, I don't know who's behind this one, but these are the people that are, are prosecuting these cases. The Republicans, often. It's not about justice or righteousness. They don't care. It's about their, you know, their careers. It's about, oh, oh, here's a case. Uh, this guy didn't follow these rules. You know, we can, we can get a fine out of it. If he, doesn't, if he doesn't follow what we say, maybe he can go to jail. Five years in jail for selling rifles and shotguns. I don't know. It really bothers for, me. For, for loving his neighbor, right? I mean, right. No, what, nobody's being forced to come in and buy guns off of Reuben King. Right. People come in and say, hey, I want that gun. And... He bought, unless he sells it to them at right. a price that they agree on. Yeah, where's the harm? And by the way, yeah, one of the things that Michael pointed out was, and I think they'll use it in the case. Oh, you advertised that you have you have the guns. So what? I mean, that's that's a service to your neighbor. Y- yeah. So that your neighbors can know. Th- thanks for letting me know. Right, that I can come and buy these guns from you. Yeah. I mean, you know, and. It, I, we, we could be tempted to say, well, they're really just focused on on the gun issue because they really do care about, you know, they do not. I mean, just no. look at the Amos Miller case. They, yeah. they, they don't care about yeah. the, the, the food because yeah. if Amos Miller sells water buffalo, right. oh, we don't have a regulation on that, so we can't, we can't pursue yeah, so that. Whatever, yeah. Hands because, because you don't care about justice. Right. It has nothing to do and with if it. If you care about the innocent anyway be, being killed, can we start with the babies, please? Let, let's start there. Don't Good talk point. to me about how you want to save innocent lives and, and, and get all involved in, in, in this case. Where we don't even have one single instance of an innocent life that was taken because Reuben King is selling guns. Right. But we have um, all over the Commonwealth, we have instances of the, of, of, of the innocent dying because of the protected status of the abortion clinic. Right. So we, uh, you know, as, as Christians, Chris, we, we need to take this abortion issue and apply it to everything else, especially things like this. Because we should, we should be willing to say... hypocrisy of... Uh, every time. Yeah. Every time. And, you know, Christ had some nasty things to say about certain sins. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like he saved his uh, most uh, serious invective against hypocrisy mm-hmm. there in Matthew 23. Mm-hmm. We, we need to say the same thing. Yeah. And as I mentioned, a practical change, and I know you're doing a lot of this with these worldview meetings that you're holding in the county. Hopefully there'll be a lot more of them. Um, trying to get people to understand the biblical worldview. Because if we, we have to start 
there. Because Absolutely. unless we can get people to say, to understand, this should not be, this should not be happening, and we will oppose it. And if, if enough people say, I mean, you hear about this all the time in these, in, you know, these big cases of we look back at history <laughs> and there's you know, some evil tyrant and the people followed. And we say, how, you know, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. H- how did you know, this, this ruler rise to power and all these evil atrocities were committed? You know, how did the people let that happen? Well, it starts with stuff like this. I know, you know it, it might be a stretch for some people to say, oh, that's not the same thing. But in principle, this is where it starts, where you have people who are unwilling to, they check their mind really at the door of their job and say, well, if I'm directed to do this by some government official, then it makes it right. It makes it just. Yeah. When clearly the, the judges and, and the, you know, the ATF, they're not interested in justice. They're interested in power mm-hmm. and control. And as long as they have people that will follow their orders, they'll continue to do this. And, and, they can and never do it by themselves. They cannot do it by themselves. I mean, that, that is very important. And people talk about, oh, we need to get in there and, 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 and vote the right people into office. And, and we, we have a lot to say about that and, and the hypocrisy of the Republican Party often on things like this. But the only way true change is going to happen is by, you know, the preaching of the gospel, the teaching of the law. Right, you look back at yeah, Ezra, right, and I think it's referenced in the book of Nehemiah as well that he, he teaches people the law. He had his cadre of, of priests that explained the law to the people, and it brought about change because the people said, "Well, we're going to follow this." And so that's what we need. We need that reformation in Lancaster County. The people would say, "Hey, this is what the Bible says. This is what the law word of God says, and this is wrong." And we care. We actually care about righteousness and justice, and so we will not partake in this. And we will call on our neighbors to stop supporting this tyranny. But until that happens, it's not, you know nothing's going to change. I mean, I'm hopeful that that can happen with the power of the Spirit. But you know, people. We often talk about well, you know, Jesus said, "Take up, take up your cross and follow me." And people go to church and hear that sermon, and then they leave and 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 for example, go work for ATF. Or PSP, and I'm sure there's a lot of great people in there, but they go and do that, and then they follow these mandates because they're not willing to to pay the price for love of neighbor and obedience to Christ and say, I'm not enforcing that. Well, it might cost you your job. Okay, I'm willing to pay that price. But I think we've become very comfortable and we've become very blind to what's happening even in our county. And, and that's why this story for me, for some reason, it just, you know, but hopefully it doesn't come to it, but he could be put in jail for five years for what evil? Yeah. And so, you know, I just think we need more of this teaching. And so I'm encouraged by the yeah. work you're doing in that. Well, the, the evil that he's done is, is, is blasphemy, I, I would say. He's, he's blasphemed the, the, the sovereign state. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he said that what they say about him or to him is not important. Mm-hmm. And that's a weird kind of form of secular blasphemy in, yeah. my, in my mind. You're yeah. not allowed to do that. And we're going to punish you for that. Yeah. Nobody's been harmed. Right. But you've offended us. Yeah. And that's the real... That's the real problem here. Yeah, and there's so much about this. that is, And I, I, I don't know Reuben King. I'm, I'm going to try to meet him. But in this case, I mean, it's clear what they're, what they're pursuing him on is simply selling the weapons. Yeah. Whether he's a good guy or bad what, like, what has he done? This is what he's done. And there's so much in here that is just troubling. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we get you to sign a cease and desist. I mean, it's the same thing I think that happened with Amos Miller. Mm-hmm. We get you to sign this. Like, we, we don't care about justice here. We're, we're trying to, to maneuver this. Uh, to, br- to bring these charges against you. So, uh, so the, the case is to be heard at the end of, of January. 
um, unless there's another change or an extension or whatever. Um, and his, his, his lawyers, you know, trying to argue that the language, and like you said, he's trying to work within that system and say, well, look, the language here is so vague. How are you going to use this against my client? When, you know, when it, there's not even a clear, you've even admitted there's no clear line. So I, I hope for, for Reuben King's sake and his family that at least the judge will have enough, you know, sense to say, well, yeah, e this doesn't even. Right. But uh, we could at least hope for that. Of course, we, would be, we hope more that he would come to be actually concerned about justice, which he's not. So anyway, anything else you want to say on this, Joel? We're going to wrap it up here. Hopefully we'll have an update on this, uh, this story as it's set for the end of January where he goes before, you know, the judge to say, you know, are we going to lock you up for, uh, for selling rifles sure. and shotguns? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, you mentioned it's, uh, you know, for hopefully for his sake um, and for his family's sake, they won't be off to jail. And I would say also for my sake, uh, with, the, you know, one less person that I can uh, talk to about firearms. I mean, I, I, I know a little bit about the dairy industry. Your hard work is in the morning and in the evening, mm -hmm. and, I, and I get that, but you sometimes have time in between. And a person like that, I mean, I want to talk to somebody who has knowledge. With 600 firearms, he, I'm sure he has an awful lot of knowledge of what, can, what, what these firearms can do. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, I love the idea of firearm ownership. Um, and I know we can turn a whole lot of time here, but the, one of the great things about a firearm is a, 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 an, an aged grandmother is equivalent to a brutal 20-year-old right. uh, who can bench press 350 pounds. Right. But if you take away the gun from both, mm -hmm. which is what they say, mm -hmm. right? We're going to take away all the guns, so the criminals aren't going to have them either. That's a, that's a joke and a lie, right. but that's why they're criminals. They have stuff they're not supposed to have. Right. But anyway, now the grandmother and the brutal oh, and yeah. the brute, they're not, they're not the contest. same level here anymore. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so many, many reasons, and I always appreciate you pointing those things out, that the love of neighbor being attacked here. Uh, and, of course, it doesn't just affect him. Uh, it doesn't just impact him. It impacts us all. And with things like this, same thing with Amos Miller. Yeah. Right? No, you know, we didn't want Amos Miller to, to go to, to jail, and we thankfully didn't. And uh, there's a lot more to say about that case and, and the government still uh, having the upper hand and saying, we're going to tell you what to do. But uh, that would have been a loss for his neighbor, right, not able to buy that food. So, uh, yeah, get involved in these things. Contact, uh, contact the sheriff. Contact your... You know, your representatives and say, what are you doing? Like, what in the world are you doing? This is what's happening. Continuing a pace here in the county, one time after another. And you're there, you know, grandstanding about some, ve some legislation that's going to change the funding for the high school fire. It's just, and we do not care about justice. And God have mercy on us because we are, uh, you know, we're reaping what we have sown as a society. We don't care about God's law. We care about a huge bureaucratic state where we can get in there, get our cushy jobs, and, and make it look like we're doing something. Meanwhile, people who are actually loving their neighbor uh, you know, are facing fine, thousands of dollars in fines and jail time. So uh, hopefully God can have mercy on us and we can, we can, change. We can uh, change direction here in our county. So, Joel, for more information on you, people can go to irbc.church. All right, they can listen to your sermons on Sermon Audio. Thinkandreform.org is another place you can go. I'll try to put a link to the information on Joel's upcoming talk uh, on population. All right, big topic, and people need to know how to think about that topic. You know, are we, are we overpopulated? And uh, on the other hand, I think you'll argue we're underpopulated. Horribly underpopulated. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some people around right. here. Where we is need, everybody? We need more babies. Uh, we need more marriages. Yes. More babies, so... 
Yes. Men, go, go, go find a wife. Go get a ring from Bernie at Park Hill Jewelry. Get married. Start having some babies. And uh, let's change the direction of our county. For more information about the Lancaster Patriot, go to thelancasterpatriot.com. Uh, subscribe to our print newspaper delivered once a week right to your door. You'll get stories on, on this, stories like this on Reuben King. Michael Yoder uh, did a great job here. Uh, we, need, we need to know about what's happening here. He did do um, a good job. Yeah, and, and, you know, the legacy media here, and sometimes they'll cover these things, but they will not lay it out, right, mm -hmm. like, which I like about a lot of what, how Michael does it. They, they, they often get in there and say, well, oh, this is, here's what we think about this in their news story, and, and you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to say, here's the case, and I'm sure Michael has his opinion, but he did the work of a journalist and said, here's what's happening. So these are the type of stories you're going to get from Lancaster. Wait a minute, the work of a what? Journalist. What's, what's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't see many of those around these days. So, uh, go, yeah, subscribe to our paper. You're going to get stories like this. And then we're going to have our commentary, our editorial section, which is meant to be provocative. It's meant to challenge the status quo. You're not going to get that stuff in any other paper in this county, probably in the state. But, uh, you know, check us out, LancasterPatriot.com, for more information about us. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed.